Welcome to Bridging the Gap. I'm your host, Marianne Rose. You are about to embark on a relevant and timely journey of thought with registered psychologist, Dr. Cyrus Dirksen. Thank you for tuning in and expect to be enlightened right now. Hey there, Cyrus. Hey, Marianne. It's good to see you. Good to see you too. Thanks. I'm excited about our time together. Yeah, me too. It's always great to be able to talk about these kind of tricky issues Mm. and how to bridge the gap. Yeah, bridging the gap right now feels important. We have an election Mm. coming up. Mm -hmm. So this is here in Winnipeg. We have our provincial election. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people get confused about provincial and federal. Right. And so I remember someone was going into one of the polls for voting Mm. and they had been confused because they were wondering where this person was on their ballot. Right. But it Mm -hmm. was a federal Mm. thing that they were looking for, but the vote was for provincial. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they were going to vote thinking that it was something outside. So it's like, well, actually the federal and the provincial parties have the same names. Right. Liberal, NDP, Green, Conservative, conservative, Mm -hmm. same as Federal, but the leaders and the way they operate are different. Yeah, and the parties are quite different sometimes too, right? Yeah. Yes. So who you have in leadership in Federal, for example, a conservative leadership is different than the conservative in your province. Right. Provincially and federally, Mm -hmm. they actually don't. Mm-hmm. run the same. That's right, yeah. And you can have sometimes parties with names that don't quite always fit their leanings as well, or can mm-hmm. have like, you know, more extreme and provincial and more middle ground and federal, vice versa, all kinds of things like that. You can tell a little bit by the names, still yes. maybe helpful as a starting place, but there's a lot more to it. There sure is. Mm. So today's topic is about that your vote matters. Your voice matters. Mm-hmm. And coming informed helps. Yes. It makes a difference. One of the primary things that people feel when they're voting is that their vote doesn't matter because when you start counting up the numbers and like, well, if I didn't go, the result would have been the same. It wasn't one vote that made the difference on which party was going to be in power. And so there can be this, what you would call a diffusion of responsibility, where it's like the responsibility for who's in government gets diffused over thousands or hundreds of thousands or even millions of people. And it feels like, well, I'm just one little person in thousands of groups that voted. So there's this diffusion and also anonymity. Nobody knows if you voted or not. And so that makes the diffusion even more powerful. So it can be a real effort and maybe a question of like, well, if my vote matters, how does it matter since there's at least thousands of other people voting? And that could be an interesting question to try to answer for people and try to help them to feel their own power. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you sometimes feel like you could care less about politics when you hear it? Does it matter to you? You don't Mm. know that you care, so Mm -hmm. you probably won't go Mm. to the polls. Politics doesn't matter to you. Right, yes. Mm -hmm. But do issues. Right. And that is a tricky thing. I mean, when you think about that person that you met who was a bit confused about what they were doing there, there can be that feeling of like, well, you know, I don't know enough. You know, I'm not prepared to really make an informed vote or something like that. And that's tricky, right? Because it is, I don't know if scary is the right word, but maybe not ideal to have people basing their votes on one Facebook post that they saw (laughs) or how many signs they saw on the lawns that maybe have accumulated somehow and they're unconscious that they just like that name a little more. Yes. Or how smiley the person was who came to their house to hand them Mm -hmm. a voting information card. 
So those aren't necessarily the best ways to measure who's going to be a good leader or a party that's going to represent your values or ideas. And I have some sympathy for that, but I think that's probably more of a push to try to help people to take these things more seriously yes. or to feel that they can make a difference rather than just yeah. saying not go and vote at all. Yeah. That place of ignorance mm. and naivety is also a bit of a precious place, right? Mm. Like you are still interested but you don't know. Mm. You mm -hmm. didn't inform yourself but you have the right to show up mm -hmm. and put a check mark on a name. Mm -hmm. You liked their smile, so mm. that was your informed choice. <laughs> that was, That yes. was how much information you were going to get. And I'll admit this, perhaps somebody is going to stop listening now forever <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> to this part of my past. But when I was my very young, new ability to vote, brand new adult self, mm. I voted for somebody because they were a female. Mm -hmm. And I was happy. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. a lady. Mm. <laughs> and that was what informed my vote right. was I'm a woman yeah. and she's a woman. Right. And that was all I had. <laughs> I have since learned and invest a little bit more just in case you're worried. <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, helping people to get there where they're feeling their own power, it can be a direction of moving people from feeling like they're making a difference to feeling like they know who they are. Sometimes it's like, well, I didn't make a difference here, so I'm not going to engage versus, well, it's important for me in my personality or in myself. It's valuable for me to be able to express myself, to be able to be myself. And so oftentimes when you're looking for ways of guiding people in voting or in lots of areas of development or how to live your life, Usually you're directing somebody to understand themselves and then to live that out. Partly because it influences the world, but a lot of people, I think rightly so, can make an argument like, I'm not making much of a difference, Cyrus. And I was like, well, okay, maybe not, you know, if you look at their circumstances. But one of the things that's really interesting is that if you know who you are and your behavior becomes consistent with who you are, it's good for your mental health. It's good for you to be able to live out and express who you are. And so even if this is not something that feels like you're making a difference to who's going to be next prime minister, it's something that can still maybe be powerful for you in learning how to express yourself yeah. and learning and evaluating who you are. Yes. And being able to judge that based on what you're seeing mm. that lights you up. You know, so you're reading something on a platform from a political party that connects you to what you already feel about your own mm. belief. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, you go to another site and it turns you off. Mm. So you have a reaction. Mm -hmm. You have an emotional reaction mm -hmm. to what you're reading. And so, okay, that one leans more to mm. my mm -hmm. opinion. Mm -hmm. That's one way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's helpful mm -hmm. to some level but your opinion isn't always the best mm. way to judge mm -hmm. because there are spiritual values underneath it all there's two natures mm. to be able to discern to learn discernment mm -hmm. one is human nature mm -hmm. the other is super nature mm -hmm. supernatural <laughs> spirit nature yeah yes there's lots of levels to develop accurate or healthy or wise thinking, right? You know, there's the flashiest Facebook post or something like that, just kind of taking in information in an unguarded way. Mm -hmm. And that would maybe be the lowest 
form of discernment where, and that's such a natural thing to do, that's what we're doing most of the time. So you have to be careful what you watch because oftentimes we're in a state where our minds are not guarded at all. You can maybe put it that way. It's amazing how influenced you can be. And then there's critical thinking where you're like questioning, like, oh, I have this feeling or I have this thought, I have this opinion, it seems. Is that right? You know, is that really what I think? Is that something that lines up with my observations of the world and how I think about things and the way I would logic this out? And lots of things go into critical thinking and questioning yourself. And then I think you're right, there's another level, potentially even more important, which would be a spiritual discernment, which can surprise us sometimes, I think, and can be a little bit challenging sometimes to feel confident in, to develop what you might say is faith in it, because it's harder to know what that's based on, and it can be a little bit more fleeting. And yet I think you can develop quite a bit of trust and confidence in that spiritual discernment as well. To be able to know when you're leaning Mm. in one direction, whether it's a voice that doesn't feel quite accurate, even Mm. though it ticked you off and you Mm -hmm. felt passionate and you Mm -hmm. had a reaction, emotional reaction, Mm -hmm. and that feels like your voice. Mm. But then if you go deeper, Mm -hmm. there is something that perhaps might actually say, oh, wait a second. Mm -hmm. And it's very light. It's Mm -hmm. usually not, hey, wait a second, you're (laughs) being a jerk. It's Mm -hmm. usually like, there's this little light. Mm. Um, It's small and it's subtle and it's not telling me off, but it's just seeming like it's leading and guiding Mm -hmm. a healthy response here. Mm. Well, it's opposite of what I felt. (laughs) I wanted to tell that person off. Right. You know, it's interesting because you can actually trigger this in people depending on how you cue them to think about it. So if you ask somebody, what do you think? You make it a different response than if you ask, how do you feel about it? Even though many people would consider those almost synonyms, if you were to say, like, how do you feel about, you know, the liberals? What do you think about the conservatives? Versus if you throw the word wise in there, if you were just like, well, what's the wise decision in this election? It cues people to actually think about it differently and you get different responses. And, you know, talking about spiritual discernment, the Bible supports the idea of wisdom, go and get wisdom. And so that's a part of this, right? You can think about how you feel, you can think about what you think about a certain issue, maybe more of a logical approach or observational approach maybe. What have you seen about this issue? Maybe more observational. And then you can also think about what's wise in this issue. And then you can also ask the question, which I think is closer to wisdom usually, although it can be very unique, which is what is the Spirit saying about this issue? What is God saying in this particular circumstance? And all of them come together, I think, often in a way. Sometimes you're taking more of a leap of faith. I think that's why the Bible talks about going after wisdom is because oftentimes the spiritual discernment is lining up more with that idea, not just of what you think or what you feel, but also what you feel is a wise decision. Wise. You have been a person who has developed wisdom Mm -hmm. over the years, you, Cyrus, Mm -hmm. like as a person who has weighed Mm -hmm. things, and maybe heavily so, Mm -hmm. because your not just position in the world of psychology, but even as a pastor, Mm as a husband, a father, a friend, a son. Mm. And this has developed for you Mm -hmm. in a way too because you look for spiritual insight and Mm. wisdom. And so that has its way with you Mm. to help you now. Mm -hmm. 
and then that feels a little more connected to who you are mm. because you've really found your identity mm. in that relationship right. with God yeah. and mm. that's now formed your mm -hmm. yeah. decisions for a lot of things. Yeah, you're probably right. And maybe you're hitting on this too where it's like, I think that's a valuable thing, I think that's a biblical thing and I don't think it would be quite right to say some people seek after things that aren't wise and that's a good strategy but I think that you could probably weigh some aspects of this decision differently coming from different backgrounds and different gifting and I mean I think that's where some of this comes in it's so important I think for people to bring multiple elements into decisions like that's why even when it's talking about discernment the Bible it says to weigh it with each other you know like it's not even saying think about it in different ways within the same person but it's saying think about it together which inherently means looking at it differently from different perspectives. It's going to be pretty hard for everybody sitting down to be like, oh, we're yeah. all thinking exactly the same thing about this issue. Yeah. And so there is this idea, I think, that God wants us to go through a process where we are bumping into either within ourselves or with each other on important decisions. Mm, I love that. Come, let us reason together. Mm, yeah. Let us find reason together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And let us bring what we know mm. in that conversation that has helped us. Right. You'll know when there's people of discernment. You'll mm -hmm. know when there's people of wisdom. You'll hear, especially the more you seek wisdom, the more you'll hear that. And that'll mm. line up mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. what you feel is right. And then you'll find out you get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You do your best, and then you correct. <laughs> and that's the course correction, uh, like yes, everyone. Yes, that's so seconds. true. I mean, one of the, and one of the parts of being in a place of good discernment is to realize that you're probably not going to be a hundred percent on target, and that you're going to go out and you're going to push in a direction, and then you're going to continue to reevaluate and learn. Mm -hmm. And it's good to be open to that. Yeah, that's called grace. Mm -hmm. That's the world mm -hmm. <laughs> that I would like to live in, but it's also the world that I would like to see politicians live in, like mm. their world, to be able to reason together, look for wisdom, recognize mm. they might not always be correct. And mm. here's where even with relation to what voice you've been listening to that's leading you to think a certain way, so somebody in a position of power, somebody who you're looking to vote for, You've got different people, you're listening, you're hearing their voices. Perhaps you're going to hear a debate. Mm. Some of what they're saying is going to come out to you as something to weigh and you're deciding if mm. you're undecided. Or perhaps you're just in the whole process of finding out within a party mm. that they are often fighting, angry, mm. <laughs> and they're angry with each other and they're telling you what's wrong about the other person and those are the billboards that you're going to read as you're going out that's helping you inform is that person's wrong, they think this way, that's wrong. Mm. And so that's the way that they're speaking about one another so that you can feel enticed mm. and stimulated and angry. Mm -hmm. What I hope for is twofold. Then they seem to be opposites, but I don't think they are. The first is that people would be able to increase their ability to tolerate disagreement. And so if you go into a place and into an encounter with somebody and you have to agree, it's very stressful because any kind of disagreement will create stress and sometimes that stress can actually come out then in anger or ruptured relationships. So there's a wonderful quality where you can sit with somebody and endure with peace 
hearing somebody who disagrees with you. And if you can do that, that's so helpful for being able to reason together and is a special quality that often people need to develop over time. Mm -hmm. And the opposite is also very true. Some people, you know, you hear any kind of disagreement with them and they're extremely threatened right away, very emotional. And it gets very difficult and tricky to talk to people who have that sensitivity. Now, the other side of this is not just like the desire to endure and enjoy disagreement, but to not then go into being aggressive. It might sound like, Cyrus, you want disagreement? It's like, yeah, I want disagreement. If I say I want disagreement, that usually means that people feel safe and free to talk. That's usually what that means is like, I don't want disagreement, but I want people to feel safe and free to talk. And that usually produces disagreement. We need to be able to cope with that. But then oftentimes when people hear disagreement or think about it, they think of aggressiveness. So then they're like, why would you want disagreement? Because they're thinking of people being aggressive and rude and harsh. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking of people sitting nicely together, lovingly talking about things that are very different from each other. Yes. Wow. Mm. Lovingly. Lovingly. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, it's funny. My children are very agreeable. So I've actually been teaching them to be more disagreeable, to be more okay with disagreement. And so we have debate time now where we purposely take positions that we disagree with and then we'll debate together and very quickly they're becoming much more comfortable with disagreement and enjoying it and debate time is like one of their favorite times and still being friends after right yeah. and so being able to loosen that up a little bit so it doesn't become so activating and yes. threatening I love that. Mm. Have you heard of a show called The Debaters where comedians right, yes. actually get together and they are given a topic and mm. one is given the side that they're going to go on. Right. Whether they yeah. agree with Agreed it or not. Or not. And it's yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Hilarious, like hot dogs against hamburgers or yeah. yes. whatever. And then they have to fight for that. Yes. And agree <laughs> yes. or disagree with the other person. And it gives them the opportunity to do it in a comedy way. Yes. Yeah. Lighthearted, take a stance that might not be theirs. Yeah. Yes. That could be the cure. Yes. <laughs> Take a stance that might not be yours yes. and test it. It just and loosens see. you up a little bit, yeah. right? You know, like I remember one of the debates we had was are trees green, you know, and we, one person had to take this position that trees are green and one had to take the position and argue that trees are not green. And it's just interesting to see how creative people can be, you know, and taking positions that it loosens them up, right? right? You know, it's just like, it's okay. And it also shows a little bit about how you can actually sometimes make pretty good arguments about things you completely disagree with, which yes. is kind of scary. Yeah, so I think it's a wonderful exercise. It is a mm. wonderful exercise. Oh, that would be a good one. That should mm. be brought into more schools into mm. politics like mm. give the opposite party mm -hmm. the voice of the ones they oppose right to speak that mm. and see what happens if it comes out of their own mouth mm -hmm. and are they able to weigh it with the same because they're giving it grace i mean what you're describing there is a wonderful description i think of a way to think about critical thinking right when you're like okay in my own mind, I'm going to take the opposite point of view and see how far I can get. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we can't get as far, but if you actually did the research, you could probably get farther than you yes. think. Keep uh, yourself from being brainwashed. Right, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, there's been things that I've seen in other denominations, or I'm like, how do you get to that from the Bible? And then you actually watch somebody take that position, and it's like, oh, wow, that's not nearly as far-fetched as I thought, and I can kind of see where you got there, even though the end point was, like, startling. I can actually have some sympathy now for that right. thought process. process. Yeah, and maybe even shift a little bit in myself. And I think that's so important. I mean, it just happened to me the other day where I said something and somebody challenged me on it and I was like, oh, I got that opinion from watching a video, like a TikTok video. I didn't even realize it. 
and it wasn't even a real video. It was like a play. But it was a play. I'm like, is that even real? Like, right. does that even happen? And I had yeah. to then sit back and think critically. Fortunately, I got to the same conclusion after I thought about it critically, so I didn't have to completely, you know, reverse myself and embarrassingly reverse my position. But I still was startled and like, oh my goodness, that got through my filter yeah. Yeah. and affected me and my perspective on the world. I didn't like that at all. Right. Yeah. And so we do have to be careful, you know, and mindful of that, yes. you know, and yes. have grace for each other because that can so easily happen when we're yeah. just taking in information for some kind of enjoyment and then all of a sudden, boom, you've got a position. Mm-hmm. Grace for each other. Yeah. Yeah. If we look at how influential different types of thoughts can happen, we've got things like conspiracy theories mm. and cults and mm-hmm places where people can be brainwashed into a way of thinking before long they're following an entire side of Mm -hmm. something that is Mm. actually quite disruptful Mm -hmm. and has stopped them from even being comfortable in society Mm. because Mm -hmm. they're judging things wrong Mm. instead of being able to process it right yeah yeah it's a scary thing right like there are times, you know, when everybody's surprised by some fact, and that lends some credence to the idea of conspiracy. But of course, most of the time, conspiracy theories are incorrect. And it is disruptive when somebody's mental health takes a decline, or their relationships get hurt over things that are either extremely unlikely or completely false. Mm-hmm. And I do think that we need people who are watchful or who are guarded. So there is a personality type of, of a person who tends to believe conspiracy theories. I think that's a helpful position in society, more like a watchdog, like somebody who's mindful and watchful of the powers that be and calling people into account, almost like an opposition party. But it's so easy to get into a really bad place. Yeah. And so being critical about those things can be so important. Yes, even the word fact. Mm-hmm. I was thinking recently about stats like being able to say oh the research the stats the facts the information mm-hmm. that you have that feels grounded mm-hmm. that seems like it's quality and that that is the direction for a person that they can even make that their idol mm-hmm. that they can make stats their go to and aren't able to see the spirit mm-hmm. and be able to weigh it with that kind of discernment. Yeah. So they're always right. Mm. They always have the mm-hmm. facts yeah. settled out, but then all of a sudden it dismisses the mm. relationship part of it, Definitely. even with themselves. Yeah. I mean, it feels awful to be talking to somebody who's always 100% sure of themselves, and it's extremely dangerous for people who always believe that about their positions. Because not only are they more likely to be incorrect because they're not taking in information as well, but then when they are incorrect, they're causing more damage. So it's just very unpleasant. People have that instinct where they're just like, oh, that doesn't feel right. Well, there's lots to think about. For sure. And I think we've given some great food for thought. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely. For election season. <laughs> yes. In and out of season. Yes, yes. Yeah. And kind of expressing your own power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Cyrus. Thank you, Marianne. Well, that was an honor to get to spend that time with you. Appreciate you tuning in. Please check out more of Dr. Cyrus at maplecrestchurch.ca and at drcyrusdirksen.com. Thanks again and tune in next time for Bridging the Gap. I'm Marianne Rose.